Welcome back to the Shameless Romantic. I'm Kat, your demisexual bestie, whose goal is to empower you with more pleasure, banish those inhibitions, uncover intense feelings, and deepen those orgasms. Just want to take a second to thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously, I don't know what I'd do without you guys. You truly keep me sane, and you're just, you're sexy, you're wonderful, and you're always good vibes. <laughs> And speaking of vibes, I've recently partnered with Good Vibrations, which is a premier sex-positive, women-principled adult toy retailer, and it's also an iconic brand and one of the world's first sex toy shops to focus specifically on women's pleasure and sexual educations. Joni Blank, back in 1977, she really went on a freaking hellbent mission to provide women with a safe, welcoming, and non-judgmental place to shop for erotic toys. And Good Vibrations has always included all people across the gender spectrum. And it's a place where customers can come for education, high quality products, and information promoting sexual health, pleasure, and empowerment. Although you may have also checked out my Amazon playlists and all the fun and games that they contain, I also like to support smaller businesses, especially when they're women-owned and prioritized. Because let's be real, Jeff Bezos has shit ton of money like more money than god and he doesn't need any more so use it for what you will if you can support good vibrations joni blank is she's a real one <laughs> if you haven't already be sure to like and subscribe and follow me on instagram and tiktok at cat is shameless and remember you can always read my dirty mind at shameless rmntc and as always, we're about to get real, raw, and definitely nowhere near vanilla. <laughs> so welcome back. It's episode 18. And this one is going out there for all of my shameless yet slightly losing hope romantics. <laughs> this one I'm titling Confessions of a Modern Romantic. And that's breadcrumbing, love bombing, ghosting, and more. All the perils of online dating, basically. So, of course, you know I like to start off with my juicy facts. And that's 23% of people say that they've been ghosted by a romantic partner. And 39% of people say they've even been ghosted by a friend. I believe it because in my younger days, I will be real with you guys. You know, I like to keep it real. I sadly was a ghosting person. If I just didn't really like the conversation, if it went dry, if you just were not my cup of tea, I'll be honest, I was just really quick to ghost people and you guys deserve more than that. I know I deserve more than that. I think we've all been ghosted a time or two in our life. So we all know what it's like and we all know how it feels. And it's a big reason why I decided to never do that again. <laughs> I think in the years of growing up you know i'm 30 now and i had a lot of time to like reflect especially during the rona and all that bullshit. <laughs> and i kind of had a moment of truth and it was along the lines of something like if i really don't appreciate something or don't like but something about someone I'm just going to be real about it because ghosting really doesn't do anything, not only for yourself, but for the other person. And I think we all deserve to 
kind of get feedback or know what we did wrong instead of just sitting there wondering. And whatever you can say to them, I mean, it'll give them feedback on how they are as a person and maybe some things that they really weren't even aware of or just even had a clue about. (laughs) So I think in everyone's best interests, let's let's try to at least stop the ghosting part. (laughs) No one's going to learn from it. No one's going to grow. And I don't know, in the back of my mind, I feel really fucking immature for doing it in the first place. (laughs) So being a modern romantic, right? What all does that entail? Because we've all played the modern dating game. And let's be honest, it fucking sucks. (laughs) I, I can say with surety that I have not had the misfortune of having to go on like tinder bumble whatever there's so many of them out there but like i'm i'm really happy that i just haven't done that i guess but i have to say i think i'm gonna bring some people on here very soon just to kind of talk about their own experiences guys and girls alike just to see all of the crazy shit that people have gone through, the different types of people that they've come in contact with, the different ways they've been catfished. I don't know. I don't know. Tell me, sexy bestie, have you had some crazy stories? I would love to hear them. If you really have some good ones, please DM me. Or if you are feeling raring and ready to go and you want to jump on the pod, come with me. Come hang out. Let's talk. Let's have some wine, sip some coffee, whatever you really want to do. I just want to have a talk with you and share with everybody else so we can all have a good laugh. Not necessarily laughing at your pain because I really hope it wasn't painful for you, but let's just find something that we can just have a good hoot and holler about because... (laughs) People be out here doing the craziest shit and acting like somebody that they're not. And it just cracks me up. (laughs) So let's back up a little bit, right? Let's talk about, first off, what is breadcrumbing? What is love bombing? And like I said, we all know about ghosting, but let's talk about the other two, right? So if you're anything like me, breadcrumbing has been a serious thing in my life and I I want to say it's kind of stemmed since childhood and it kind of sounds a little sad reflecting on it right now but when I was younger I do plan on doing a whole episode about this by the way basically about daddy issues and all that bullshit but when I was younger I didn't have a, a very strong father figure in my life my grandfather was super awesome and really filled that whole Oh God, that sounded really bad, (laughs) but filled that hole in my life. (laughs) Um, And I have to say my actual father, he really wasn't around that often. And whenever he felt like it, he would pop in, you know, give me a lot of attention and love, maybe even, I don't know, take me shopping or hanging out for the weekend, go on a little adventure together. And we would make so many plans He'd be like, oh, I'll pick you up, you know, one day this week, wait on the doorstep for me and I'll be there. We'll go have dinner. We'll go hang out. We'll go to the park, whatever, you know, stuff that you like to do as a kid. And lo and behold, he would not follow through on those promises. So 
little cat was left disappointed, but you know, I loved him. He's my dad. What else are you supposed to do kind of thing? And really the cycle just kind of kept repeating itself. He would just throw out a little breadcrumb. He would be like, I'll come get you. We're going to go do this and then, and like, I would get my hopes up every time. Um, essentially that's what breadcrumbing is, right? You're just kind of throwing little bits of love and attention and words of affirmation, words of praise, compliments, whatever, any form of something that makes you feel good, right? Gets you that little hit of dopamine and you, you get hooked on those kinds of things with modern dating. It's the same shit. (laughs) Let's be real. Everybody wants someone that they can have by their side, that they can grow old with. That's, that's really something that we all strive towards, right? That really is the goal. And, you know, you, you want to keep somebody hooked. You want to keep them around. And that's essentially what it is. Leading somebody on, keeping them around when it kind of suits you, you're throwing out those crumbs. And... Now, let's kind of switch gears and talk about love bombing. This one is something that is very, very common, especially in narcissists. And love bombing, right? You're just kind of like bombing people with so much overwhelming energy, so much overwhelming love, attention, checking in, gifts, lavish vacations, whatever you really choose or pick your poison per se of like what you prefer to be bombed with narcissists are very good at seeing what's important to you and figuring out your love language quickly to shower you with all these gifts and bombing you with love and in this way you because you're so overwhelmed you are being swooped off your feet, essentially. They want to do something that is keeping you so enthralled and so entertained and so obsessed with them that you're not going to go anywhere. Control. That is the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. They like control. And of course, I, as much as anybody does, we do enjoy the fun reciprocation and relinquishing of control, all those power games and power struggles and relationships. And in this one, though, it's a little bit more of a nefarious intent. They, they want to control you in the ways that you'll never be able to make a decision without consulting them, or you can't go to dinner spontaneously with friends or with even with family without running it by them first or they might even want to start knowing where you are at all times of the day you know tell me check in when you get this place tell me when you're here share your location with me all these kinds of things where in the beginning of course we think it's cute you know we want to have somebody that feels very warm and they pay attention and they want to be around us and they want to hang out with us as much as they can but then the next thing you know the love bomb it fully detonates right and they withdraw that it's like a slow burn up to getting little hooks of control in you and then boom the bomb goes off you're already swooped up and this whole beautiful love bomb around you and then 
boom, the rug is ripped out from under you. And then now it's it's less of them wanting to shower you with love and affection and more so the control aspect of like, okay, where are you going? Who are you gonna be with? I can only give you certain things at certain times. Don't be so expecting of all this stuff with me. I, I need time, I need space away. It's just a game and a power struggle to be able to control you. And like I said, it's really all about control. So I don't know if you guys have had any run-ins with somebody who love bombs, but it is, pretty crazy. I've had it a couple of times in my life, actually. One of my first serious boyfriends, let's call him James. And James, he was four years older than me. I was 16 at the time, and so he was 20. And he was really living up the fact that he was 20, he had a job, he had a nice car, he was able to take me out and do nice things, go to dinner, all this stuff. He wasn't wealthy by any means, but for me, somebody who's 16 and, you know, I don't really have a lot to my name. <laughs> I was, I think I was maybe like a, a server, or not even, I like a server assistant or something at the time. As in high school, you know, nobody really has money unless it's mommy and daddy's money. And, you know, the next thing I know, after all of the gifts and the nice dinners and all this stuff, and he wanted me to share my location with him, the next thing you know, he started getting, like, really busy and expecting me to stay home and wait for him. And as young and naive as I was, I initially thought it was really sweet. You know, I was like, oh, he really wants me to be here when he gets home or... He wants me to hang out with him. He, he's just busy right now, but as soon as he's free, he's going to come to me. And wouldn't you know it, I'd be stuck waiting for hours, just hanging out, you know, waiting for his ass to come home. And heaven forbid he tell me that he wasn't going to be home for a couple hours and I didn't really want to wait around. Like I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go run to the mall or something with some friends. And oh my God. <laughs> Next thing you know, it is a whole hellstorm. Like, it was as if the world was coming to an end and he could not understand why I would just abandon him like that. Nevertheless, I would be planning to be home whenever he anticipated he was going to be back. But, Lord, it was just... It was a huge fight. It was a big blowout. And then when he came home, even he would be still yelling and upset and all this stuff. Even if it was me just asking, you know, I, I didn't even go most of those times. It was just more of like a, well, I don't really want to wait around. So I think I'm going to go with them all with some friends. But even if I didn't go, he would come home so mad. He would give me the silent treatment. I got to say, there's so many crazy things like I think about it's it's really not a current like right now 2023 modern dating thing i think it's really just the past couple decades it's people wanting to kind of control other people know that they have the upper hand and it's just so sad you know james was a nice guy and he did have his own struggles and things that happened in his life and his family but it was 
it's never an excuse, right, to be like that with someone else. I don't know, sexy bestie. It was honestly the worst taste of like a, a full first relationship because I just felt like love was supposed to be struggle and a fight all the time. And if you didn't fight, then you didn't care. And it, it really made me come to terms with what my idea and thought about love was. It's just one of those crazy moments of life that you just really sit and reflect. You know, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that whole love bombing thing, that was a really big thing. And then in my 20s, I would say the breadcrumbing and ghosting was just rampant. I, I kind of learned a little bit from my youth and my experience with not only James, but a couple other potential partners at the time. I, I became more aware of how to spot certain things and, and avoid these types of people. So luckily, love bombing really didn't come back to bite me in the ass until, I don't know, maybe in the last year or so. But Lord, in my 20s, oh, it was it was just breadcrumbing and ghosting city. It was crazy. I really was just kind of down on myself. I was hard on myself and I didn't feel like I was enough. So the breadcrumbing I really thought was what I deserved. You know, sexy bestie, I think we all can relate to that, especially not only in our youth and current state possibly still persisting, but how do we value ourselves? That's my question for you. How do you value yourself? What do you think you deserve? And write it down, you know, really get down and serious and dig deep and think about all the things that you deserve and the type of person that you are and just reflect and see what kind of things you really deserve because whatever you truly feel you deserve, I'm a huge believer and whatever you think and you believe that you deserve is what you'll attract in life. You know, energy is everything, especially in relationships. If you are trying to attract somebody who is just top tier in terms of the way that they're going to treat you and put you first and be considerate and pay attention to you and really value you as a person, you need to also spend some time with yourself and tell yourself what you deserve. Write it down. Say some self-affirmations. Whatever feels good to you, baby, just do that. And the next thing you know, these types of people will start popping up. But I also think whatever you're attracting, you got to be able to have a little bit of discernment, right? You got to see something for what it is and see through the bullshit if it's bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's what it was all about in my 20s. I had to really sit down and reflect. And like I said, during like the Rona days, it was like a whole unraveling of who I was. Let's be real. Did anybody else have that? Did you have like a just pre, I don't know, not a midlife crisis, but like a quarter life crisis, like 
who am I? Where am I going? Where will I end up? You just, you have a lot of these existential questions for yourself. And who knows? For me, honestly, I do dabble a little bit in some psychedelic things. And those also may have been a little bit of a proponent for that too. But I could not be happier for it because the way that it made me just sit and think about who I was, you know, take away any descriptive terms. You know, I'm... 5'4", I have brown hair, I have brown eyes. I don't know, just think of anything that is related to physical description, any sort of status, any sort of monetary amount, whatever surface level things that are just describing you, strip all those away and really think about the internal part of you. Who are you? I really didn't plan on getting this deep in this episode. (laughs) I'll be really honest, but I don't know. I'm just having a moment today and I hope that's okay with you. I hope I can get real and raw and definitely nowhere near vanilla because I think that's why you're here. But, you know, relationships and sex, they are so intimately tied into who we are you know as a person tied into our psyche the relationships that we have with ourselves. first and foremost you need to know who you are you need to be a hundred percent where you're coming from your intentions what kind of dreams and hopes and values that you carry with you each and every day and apply those to the way that you talk and think and act upon yourself and anything that you're doing and just kind of like let it ripple out in the relationships in your life, babe. Let them just feel authentic, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I want it to feel authentic for you. Like I said, I, I really wasn't planning on getting this deep, but I just, I really think you need to hear it, bestie. I think All these things that come in the perils of modern dating, breadcrumbing, love bombing, and ghosting, I think it's just stemming from a societal sickness. The depth of who we are as humans, we need to rediscover love again for ourselves. If you truly loved yourself, do you think you would be okay with someone breadcrumbing you? or love bombing you or really ghosting you or would you even entertain the people who have the potential of doing that i know this is getting so juicy and deep i hope this might make you a little uncomfortable but i i like doing that for you i hope that we can kind of explore the depths of who we are and then inadvertently explore the depths of each other and our partners you know there's something to be said about really being raw with yourself and with your lovers when you are able to unapologetically and shamelessly be you where would anything bad come from and i say bad in terms of something that's not meant for you if it's meant for you and it's calling you as a person it's going to lead to so many good things so much pleasure and self-discovery and fulfillment accompanied with some happiness and some orgasms i hope but (laughs) 
that's really it. As much as I truly wanted this to be something a little bit more fun and lighthearted, I hope you guys are along for the ride as always. In reflection of everything I'm trying to tell you, it is love yourself, be real with yourself, and don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. Because if you spot these and you are cognizantly aware of who you are and what you deserve, you're gonna stop attracting these assholes. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, Bestie, but I feel like in the whole 30 years of my life, it took me a very, very long time to see what was important and what was not. I had to wade through a lot of bullshit. I had to kiss a lot of frogs and I allowed a lot of things that I absolutely never should have. I allowed all these really awful things from people who truly didn't even like themselves. I'm looking at it now and it's just kind of like dawning on me, right? They didn't even love themselves. And there is a saying that was always stuck with me. And that is, you can only know someone as deep as they know themselves. So me, not only being a Scorpio Venus, Mercury, and Pluto, I have to say I was always really coming into the situations I was in with a lot of depth and trying to get to know someone and asking those kinds of questions about who they are and figuring out how they think and what makes them tick and their deepest hopes, dreams, and desires. The sad part is, even though I wanted and I was digging for that all the time, these people didn't even do the work. They didn't kind of search within themselves. So you deserve more than that. I definitely deserved more than that. But at the beautiful ripe age of 30, I have to say I am so happy with where I ended up. And I want that for you too, babe. I want that for you too. So that about wraps up today's episode. I'm so happy you came along for the ride. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a lot more deep and sultry talks in the future, but it looks like this is, might be the first of many. What have you learned? Please tell me. Let me know. Just slide in my DMs literally whenever you want. I'm always open and available for you. And I'm just so grateful that you trust me to be your sex guru and that you're taking steps towards bettering your love, romance, and sex life. So don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And as always, stay nasty but classy. Until next time. Thank you.